This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Beards. <laughs> David, I wrote this! One had quote tweeted the advocate and said, so Cory Booker was her beard. Plot twist. And so I know that being a beard is a whole thing. It's an industry. Um, especially for someone like Cory Booker to be running for president. And we were like, wow, is she his beard? Because we don't really see him walking around with women like that. And then, apparently, she's on the panel down to the boards. And then, she's the LGBT member? For now. Is there more at five on that? In Tippy Topics or something? Yeah, no, that's what I wrote about. Was I thought it was uh, interesting that... Uh, we've been hearing for a long time that Cory Booker might be uh, a member of the LGBTQ community. And um, then he said, oh, I'm engaged. I got a fiance and she's a woman. Yikes. <laughs> Literally. And uh, now to find out that she is bisexual, confirming that she probably is his beard now that he's no longer running for president was what I was going to talk about, but. Uh, thank you, Rosario Dawson, for bringing this episode to us because it was beautiful and bright. It was a plot twist. Welcome to the Rainbow Family. Um, my name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and, of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N, a.k.a. Walona from Good Times, B.K.A. Uh, your real commander-in-chief. Come on out. What's our icebreaker this week? Um, our icebreaker this week is also political, since we already started with politics. Here we go. Um, as a healthcare worker, both of us have been in the healthcare field for a long time, um, what do you think about Medicare for All? Because Medicare for All, if enacted, would bring a lot more of the patient community to hospitals and the clinics because they now have more insurance than they had before. Um, the World Health Organization ranks France as the number one, um, you know, people who do healthcare. They they do it well. So you do it well. Yes, it appears as though they are paying more in taxes annually, but when everyone is covered, because I mean, like, girl, you still go get your medical bill for hundred thousand dollars, and it's just for you. Imagine if you got a bill for $100,000 and you know that covers you, that covers everyone you love, and everyone is getting the same bill at the same time. There's no reason for someone um, to get a $76,000 bill. They went to go see the same surgeon to have the same procedure or went to the same clinic and got the same amoxicillin. Why our bills look different? There's no reason for that. So, I think it was, uh, who was second? So, if everybody could get the same, if everybody get the same Comcast, all our Comcast bills need to look the same. And I, I'm here for that. So, it appears as though we spend a lot of money, but our life expectancy, we're still not even in the top 10 of life expectancy. So, imagine spending $100,000 and your life ex- expectancy ain't even, even move up um, six months. What the hell is going on? Top 100 and not number two. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm I'm definitely here for, yes, the money will be moved around. But overall, when you start 
making Americans get more preventative health than is just trying to fix what's already broke. Do more preventative health stuff, that, and that will save you in the long run. So I'm I'm here for that. I want. Why don't we want to be like the number one health organization in the world, the country with the number one health going on? I I, I want us to do that. Uh yeah, I would definitely agree. I it think is serious. Why can't we be serious? I like okay. All right, here we go. Well, serious ice has been broken. Down. Yeah, serious. Some serious ice up in here. Um, I think it's a important issue for us to talk about because we're in the primary stages where uh we have choices to make in candidates that believe in Medicare for all and some don't. Yeah. And so that's why um I thought it was prudent to talk about that as our icebreaker because um in most states that are listening to this podcast you either are about to vote in the primaries or caucuses or your uh expiration date is coming up for you to vote in the primaries or caucuses. So, um, it's an important issue because healthcare should be an important issue to, um, the LGBT community because it impacts us, uh, at a larger rate than, um, other communities. And the ones we love. I mean, like if something happened to you, I mean, like I want to make sure that you're okay, you're taken care of. And if not, then I got to get out here and start a damn hashtag. So I'm like, girl, I'm busy on that day. I don't, I don't want to start no hashtag. Can y'all just make sure he okay? Can y'all just make sure he okay? So, not, the, the so that's the other part of it is 90% of GoFundMes are for healthcare reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people either receiving treatment or uh, dying while in a hospital or funeral costs. So that's why the Medicare for all... Um, discussion is important because obviously if 90% of all the GoFundMes is about those same subjects, it might be an important political topic. So that's our icebreaker this week. Oh, I thought you wanted to go into it some more. Cause I was, I was watching something last night that was saying only like 60% of them meet their donation. Yeah, goal. And even less of, yeah. And there was a story on last week tonight on HBO with John Oliver um, this little baby needed a, a two-year-old needed oh, a ten thousand dollar yeah. eye surgery, mm-hmm. and on the day of surgery, they were still just trying to start a hashtag to get the message out because she hadn't raised, she only had raised like six hundred dollars or something, and the little two-year-old baby needed a ten thousand dollar surgery. So yeah, it's real out here. I agree. Um, so again, as a former healthcare worker, uh, I. Think and hope that we get some more uh, health care reform in whatever name it is called. Um, <clears throat> our word of the day this week, W-E-R-D, is aromantic. Aromantic. Well, what does that mean? You. Thank you. You're welcome. I've never had words to describe me before. Aromantic. And what that mean? So, aromantic uh, as in one word, not two words, is A-R-A-R-O-M-A-N-T-I-C. Aromantic is a person who experiences little or no romantic attraction to others. People identifying as aromantic and also experience romance in a way otherwise disconnected from normative societal expectations. Uh, for example, due to... Um, Feeling repulsed by romance or being uninterested in romantic relationships. 
So these are people that are um, asexuals, kinda. No, like they can still uh, they can still have sex. Okay, they're just not into like the romance of it, like the Valentine's Day. Va- Valentine's Day, bring me flowers, tell me you love me. I said it my anniversary. Uh, those things that are romantic. Oh, spare in me. Spare I me. said you. Oh, my God. I said you. I can't do it. You would be a, a, a classic case of aromantic. I can't do for it. For now. And that's because what, I think it'll change one day. One day. And you'll get your invite to the wedding. I, I'm not getting no goddamn invite. I'm going to be in the, <laughs> the best man party. I'm going to the maid of honor. I'm going to be all the bros. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, it's to tough. Couple. Anyway, um, I don't know how this stuff works. So imagine me falling in love. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know who's how this work. Falling <laughs> in love means falling, and so no one expects to fall. Get up, let's get up. Okay, do that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> a romantic. Okay, a romantic word of the day this week. Um, support for this ghetto ass podcast is brought to you by um a. Great group of amazing donors and um, supporters and patrons like you listening right now. If you would like to continue to support this podcast, please get over to our Patreon right now where you can get completely uh, exclusive content that is released nowhere else that only you as a patron um, are able to subscribe to. Um, That will keep this podcast going. We are approaching our anniversary in a few weeks uh and we're hoping to do something special and so if you would like to do something special with us and help us do something special for the gay community get over to our patreon right now it will be a link in our description we love y'all um our affirmation this week um comes from the late but great um tony morrison and again, if you don't know who Toni Morrison is, please Google. Get your steps ordered in the Lord. Please Google Toni Morrison. Um, you want to fly? You got to give up the shit that weighs you down. Um, the late and great Toni Morrison said that. And a lot of times people in the same obstacles... will continue repeating those obstacles in their life um, and they will complain that it keeps them in their same situation. You have to move those obstacles out of your life, no matter how comfortable those obstacles are, to get to a new situation. You are the author of your story and you're also the garbage man of your story. So to take some of the shit out of your way, you might have to take some garbage out. Or at least get your broom. Y'all had y'all brooms out last week. Where the brooms at now? Y'all ain't sweeping around no more? <laughs> so, again, that's not a... Um, that's a lesson that we all should be able to apply. Me, you, him, them. They. All. Should be able to apply that because apply for all <laughs> Medicare for all. Um, everybody need healthcare. Uh, we should all be able to say there are things in our lives that we need to sweep up, move out, 
and move on from. Um, so identify those things because you're never going to fly if you don't get rid of the shit that weighs you down. In the words of the immortal Toni Morrison. <clears throat> so we already covered Rosario Dawson and uh, Cory Booker. That, that, was, <laughs> that was one of the first things I was I wanted to make sure that we did do our Black Gay History this week. Come on out. Uh, while it is Black History Month, um, one of the people that I feel like we don't talk about often, um, and his name is unsaid in a lot of circles, uh, Richard Bruce Nugent. Richard Bruce Nugent um, was a awesome person during the Harlem Renaissance. Um, he was a cultural, artistic, and political person um, during the 1920s. Um, he was an out person during the 1920s, which was very, very, very rare. Um, he was one of the lesser known people during that Renaissance period, because when you think of those times, you think of Nikki Giovanni and you think of... Um, James Baldwin and things like that and people like that. And those people, we have given their flowers on this podcast before. But um, Richard Bruce Nugent is um, of the same caliber. Um, Again, he was openly gay. He published many short stories. Uh, He was an illustrator, a painter, and a dancer. Uh, in a time when being all of those things artistically meant that you should be white and you should have access to trash put to put out <laughs> to put that art out for people's consumption. Mm-hmm. But in that time, he was black and he was gay and openly gay and out about it, and still put his art out and was good art. Things that matter to him. Yeah, if you if you go back and look at um, dancing figures, is one of his art pieces. Um, <clears throat> he was originally born here in D.C., um, and his art affected things abroad. So, uh, in, in in this week's Black Gay History Month um, section, I want to make sure that we highlighted him. Uh, he had great work to go look at, go see, and go read up on. Um, in mess this week, hmm. Summer Walker. You gave that long pause for that. <laughs> Cause I didn't want to the ghetto. I thought you were gonna say something about Obama, Gail, Oprah. What child tread like Oprah and Gail? This Oprah. What is it? Oprah and Gail. Oprah and Gail. Are <laughs> <laughs> you did that long pause for Summer Walker? Okay, what she did? You know what she did. Oh, <laughs> you know exactly what she did. And y'all know what she did too. And I walked right on by it. But here we go. <clears throat> It's only at the top of my mess because it's the most recent. <laughs> okay. Summer Walker. Summer Walker had a laptop stolen from her. 
she took to the internet and told us about said laptop that was stolen from her instead of going to the police department. Okay. You or got going to the goddamn, uh, right, and uh, going <laughs> to the, the warranty of, of whatever laptop you had and saying, hey, listen, I don't, mm. my laptop is missing or broke. Replace it. She took to the internet instead. When she took to the internet, she said, whoever stole my laptop off the L.A. flight, so you left your computer on a plane? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Whoever took the, my laptop off the L.A. flight last night can suck a fat, stinking, uncircumcised, misspelled wrong. Uh, yeah. Not misspelled wrong. It's misspelled wrong, so would they make it misspelled right? I don't know. No, it's just misspelled. Big words, I don't know. Well, she, don't, she don't know how to she spell. She don't know me. <laughs> she don't know how to spell. My Memphis, her Atlanta, they all jumping in. <laughs> Prison. She, she don't know how to spell uncircumcised. Uncircumcised. <laughs> HIV infested dick. What? Why you have to bring the medical diagnosis on down to this? It was cute. The girls make fun about uncircumcised men. I'm still sucking it. Uh, stinking. I like a little... Mm. You like a little cheese in there? Stinking. I like a little... Mm. So, I mean, but like, girl... What does HIV have to do with this? And then she posted one hour later... Oh, I did all that tripping for nothing. She had a brand new MacBook, a brand new um, case to put it in, and all this. You got assistance. You got people that delete that. Delete, but of course, it's been up on Instagram for one hour. So of course, internet done screenshotted it and posted it to their Twitter, and it's just really heartbreaking because if you want to go, go. You don't want to do music no more. You don't want to sing. You don't want to tour. You don't want to do nothing. So she won a thirst whatever, trap on. She won a thirst trap on Instagram because she was really good at laptop that. Laptop does not even matter, ma'am. It's not like the hit to your next three albums or the the clue that will um child bring something back or help us discover where Waldo is or Carmen San Diego. Ain't nothing on that laptop worth talking about, and it ain't worth talking about on your Insta snap. Because the bitch who stole it don't follow you, and and she glad she got your ass. So... Truth be told, she already sold that to a pawn shop for $300. And so where's the... Find my find my iPhone. You can put your Mac on there. But, like, girl, she done deactivated that and sold it and for parts. And what are you doing? Why are you... <sighs> Summer Walker need to walk on by. I'm so tired of her. Especially really after we had the gay Wendy Williams the past last week. Okay, I'm, I'm that getting, was my pass for the week. That was no, my no, no. emotional capacity. She don't have a pass. I'm, I'm sorry. I, what, we're two different people over here. So, um, so I was already emotionally drained about the gay community. And so, Summer Walker, you, I, I had already gave the hall pass. So, I'm not here for it. Uh, then she gonna tweet one hour later, all oh, they're tripping for nothing. And then do a damn video of a new MacBook. Well, let me sip now so I, I won't be dry mouthed after this thing. Woo! So, tell me your Summer Walker commentary. Oh, I said mine already. Okay, right. Moving on. Next uh, story. I walked on by because what else is she? Um, <laughs> The person that you were just talking about giving a pass to. Wendy Wendell Bartholomew. <laughs> I like what T.S. Medicine been doing the names. T.S. Medicine got a list of names. <laughs> she don't get no pass over here. Okay, Wendy don't get a pass. Okay, what Wendy do? You got to tell the story. Everybody listening to this know they the don't story. know the story. No, they do. Tell us the story anyway. So Wendy was down to the okay, then you t- down to the show, 
And she was like, sir, over there in the audience, what you clapping for? And then, so he was giggling and clapping. And then she said. This is in reference to Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day. And so the guy clapped because he was going to celebrate Valentine's Day. And then she said, sir, what you over there clapping for? You're not a woman. And then she made reference to, and gay men, stop wearing our, our heels and our skirts. The first part was. That's why I told you to tell the story. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the Appendix A. Okay. For Appendix A was, <laughs> we have menses. You don't have menses and you can't, you can't identify with what's going on with us because we have menses every 28 days. And then she went into the skirts and heels shit. Mm-hmm. So, there are people who identify as male who have menses. Pl- plenty. <laughs> and plenty of people, plenty of women who identify as women who don't have menses. Mm-hmm. Why is this such a, a hard and difficult issue? Is that the only one thing you got, girl? Y'all got to step y'all pussy up to quote RuPaul, but he's probably better too, so woo. Y'all got to step y'all pussy up. <laughs> That's the only thing you got. They're gonna step a lot of things up. Um Okay. So um I'm gonna take this slowly. So we don't go off the rails here. Uh one there are people of both genders that have menstrual cycles. If you can't understand that find you a diversity coach that can talk to you about it and sit down and talk to you about it. I don't have an hour to talk to you about it today. I'm sorry. People of both genders have menstrual cycles. People are born biologically that have menstrual cycles and then identify as another sex. Gender is a social construct. I'm not Skirts even... is a social construct. Men were wearing I'm, skirts first, so <laughs> men were wearing heels before women were. Listen up, huh? Women <laughs> and Wendy Williams. Women and Wendy Williams. <laughs> Not the <laughs> diversity. What about the inclusion? I'm including her. I said and. <laughs> oh, because women, huh? And Wendy Williams. It might be two separate classes. I'm not saying that she's trans. I'm just saying she might be. <laughs> Other than a woman, and and I and I don't mean that in a gender way. I mean wow. that in a, I respect women. Things that Wendy Williams says not respectful. I it has nothing to do with her gender. Okay. So listen up, women and Wendy Williams. Gay men uh, don't want to be you because that's what she was alluding to. Was uh, gay men wanting to be women, and we can't. They can't take things from us because, girl, we got to have something for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Gay men don't want to be you. We are us. We are so, us. Uh, and oftentimes better than you. Uh, I was like, bitch, I'm me. What is going on? So most times we aspire to be better than you. We aspire to. I'm not gonna go into the minutia. Um, skirts and heels are for sale in every store. In every store, um, if my money is green and my debit card works, I can buy any skirt or heel I want to buy and wear it, just like you can wear it, even if it's ill-fitted and out of date. Something that Wendy Williams should know about. 
Um, the the issue, the biggest issue that I had with with her doing this was, okay, so I had two big issues. The biggest issue was one, literally the day before, um, she was talking about being pro Zaya Wade and crying and. Everyone should um, stand up for the LGBT community and understand the LGBT community and transness and Dwayne Wade and the Gabrielle Union is doing the right thing by their child and stuff like that and had the nerve to share shed tears with her Q-tips and stuff like that. And then here you are saying something that does not sound like the woman that you were the day before. Will the will... Will the real Wendy Williams please stand up? Because I think when you said the transphobic, homophobic things about men wearing skirts and heels, I think that was the real Wendy Williams. I think the one that was crying about Zaya, that's not the real Wendy Williams. That was the Wendy Williams that wants to be politically correct and have a talk show and have white people support her and um, continue her uh, endorsements and shit like that. The real Wendy Williams spoke up when a gay person wanted to be a part of Galentine's Day. That was the real Wendy Williams. That's it. What's going on? <laughs> um, Marvel uh, has finally revealed... A little bit of the story for the upcoming Eternals movie. Uh, if you don't know what the Eternals is, the Eternals are a uh, comic book genre that um, is based around ancient gods. And in this story uh, that's coming out in November, I believe, is, is one of Marvel's... It's a holiday season movie. I remember that much. Yeah, it's one of Marvel's next biggest... Uh, movies outside of Black Widow because I'm ignoring Black Widow. Unless she did already. And they're like, let's do the origin story. But y'all killed her already. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> y'all killed her. We didn't. <laughs> so, but now y'all want us to care. <laughs> and then she wants to be a trans person and a tree. So I'm, I'm definitely... <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go see no Scarlet. Scarlet no, I'm not going to see no goddamn Scarlet. Keep her lifted in prayer. Mm. Or somewhere. Um. Okay, so the Eternals, though. The Eternals. The black gay character. Well, yes. Uh, the other character is also a person of color. He's Iranian. Look at Iran getting some. You know, his country gonna be mad. Uh, yeah, I think he's Iranian. His name is uh, Haas Sleeman. Um, and in a new interview talking about the Eternals movie, uh, he revealed that they have a openly gay kiss. They were uh, slobbing on that thing. Yeah. Um. And we are finally getting a gay superhero in a Marvel movie instead of just a Marvel comic book. So if you've listened to us previously, you know that we've reported that um, we had a um, gay superhero in comics um, called Shade. Mm -hmm. And um, that was in comic form. And now we are getting a form of representation in the movies now. I am not going to put my full ass behind this because we haven't either. seen no preview yet. I'm not either. And this is just a rumor. It's been a rumor. I've heard this rumor like 
a couple months ago as mm-hmm. well. And now we actually have one of the stars coming out and saying it. So they filmed it. He said they filmed it. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. The movie is done already. They're yeah. in like post production. Like they're doing the graphics. I don't think and it's going like. to be in the trailer because you know the the people that. But I don't want to see trailer. it in the trailer. So he's saying it's tastefully done and it's very romantic. And some of the people that saw it on set were crying. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, I don't want to see it in a trailer. Yeah. I want to see it in a movie. Yeah. I, if it's after you pay your ten dollars. Yeah. If I pay all this money, I don't want to see it in the trailer. Okay. I want to see it in the movie. I want the movie to be like a real show me a real romantic gay situation, and they kiss or are breaking up or I'm leaving and I'm gonna die situation like they do in every other yeah. romantic situation, and then grab my heartstrings like that. Because if they can grab my heartstrings like that, then I'm absolutely here for it. Um, the only question I have is the other co-star, uh, Brian... Uh, the black guy. Yeah, the black guy is Brian Tyree Henry. He started in Atlanta. He was in Atlanta. He's been in he other movies as some well. some other stuff. We, on Bill Street, if Bill Street could talk, he was in that. Mm-hmm. He was. I'm trying to... But okay, I was like, he's got a good resume, so I think it's gonna be good. My only concern was I don't want to see it in the trailer. But you said you had a you had another concern. Yeah, my my um, so the actor op the actor playing opposite of him um, uh, who is Haas Sleeman, he's openly gay, and he's militantly gay. If you go and follow see what, anything that he does on social media, he's like, no, I'm gay. I'm feminine, and I'm a bottom. Oh, he's militantly gay. He oh. don't make no excuses, no qualms, no ifs, ands, or buts. He the treasury of the bottom reform. I'm gonna let to him immediately. Okay, well you do that. <laughs> um, but I'm concerned about Brian because Brian is a black, seemingly yeah. heterosexual man. I looked it up, and I couldn't find that he was married, and I couldn't find that he was gay either. So I don't know. You couldn't find no women on his Insta. Oh, I um none that he was with, okay. like as in a date. No. Okay. Um. So I don't. I don't know what his sexuality is. Don't cut his dick off. <laughs> okay, we'll go there next. <laughs> Zion, because well, no, I no, no. Let me finish I'm this so here. Why is Lil Boosie news? What is Lil Boosie's last hit single? What even did numbers on streaming? Did he go number one on iTunes? Because you didn't have to do Billboard no more. The girl's like, I went number 30 on iTunes. And that means something to them. What is Lil Boosie doing besides getting on Instasnap and spew his hate from down in Mississippi? Down in the valley, hanky panky. No. Get out of my face. But um, shout out to Brian, and we are concerned for Brian because we don't want the girls to get on their Insta snaps and spew all this hate because he has a great resume and he deserves all the recognition that he should be getting, that more black artists should be getting, including Lil Boosie if he was a better person. But apparently Lil Boosie out here. So what happened? So Dwayne Wade had did another interview. You know, Dwayne Wade got this ESPN documentary coming out about his career and his family life. And I had this conversation with you. I was like, I keep seeing all this stuff about Zaya and revealing her transness. But I'm like, but Dwayne Wade did does have a whole basketball legendary career, which is why ESPN wants to do a documentary about 
I guess it's gonna be on the ESPN Plus. Everybody got an app now. Um, and so Lil Boosie, in response to Zaya coming out, was saying, "Don't cut his dick off. He's twelve years old. He don't know where his next meal gonna come from." And now y'all talking about he want to be a woman. Don't cut his dick off. He might meet a girl when he's sixteen. Don't cut his dick off. I was like, wow, we have um, dead at that gender. We have dead at that name. We have de- we like, what are you doing, Boosie? But a nigga like Lil Boosie don't know that. He doesn't understand that. <laughs> Get better knowledge. That's the big issue sometimes. Um, I know in, the, in LGBTQ circles, we're able to navigate conversations and we know how to appropriately uh, say people's pronouns. Because we do our homework. We're using the phone in our hand to do our homework. Most times. Um, but we need to express that other people do the same types of things. And in circles that that Lil Boosie runs in, it's not cool to do your homework. It's not cool to be smart. It's not cool to... <laughs> Stop me when I'm wrong. Oh, because I helped them do their homework. Me. I've done a lot of their homework. <laughs> I just make them pay me, but... Okay. Uh, and what? What would they pay you in? Cash. Back when I was in school, we didn't have cash out. So cash. Oh, I thought it was dick. Um. So the people that Ronald Matters didn't help out uh, also <laughs> lost. <laughs> Children got left behind. <laughs> Shout out to President Bush. <laughs> All the children that have been left behind. Uh, are speaking like Lil Boosie. I don't think Lil Boosie is out here by himself. I feel like there are so many other. Black men and women, unfortunately, that speak like Lil Boosie, that will misgender Zaya and still call Zaya he, or call Zaya Zion, and still wonder what's going on with Zaya's Why genitals. Why sexualizing a twelve-year-old? What? what is going- Zaya is twelve. <laughs> Why do you give a fuck what what she has in between her legs? If it is a penis or a vagina or if it's being cut off or if it's being preserved, it is not your business. You know whose business it is? It is Zaya's business. Zaya is 12. And truth be told, Zaya probably don't even give a fuck about it right now either. Do you remember when you were 12? Were you so concerned about your penis's future? <laughs> what the fuck? Alright, cool. Um, <laughs> the way you were just so into it, then you just gave up. Because I'm just, I really have, I'm, I'm trying not to give up on black heterosexual society. But sometimes. this is not gonna. But be it just, from... I, I continue to get inundated with them being dumb and willfully dumb. This is not gonna be the last. Time. And I'm like, you, but you could find out that that's not. A real thing and you don't want to and you want to just say well I think like this because I'm popular well one let's question the popularity two you don't want to be intellectually challenged by things that are going to make you look wrong and make you smarter and so you would just rather be dumb on the internet all right, so yeah, that's what makes me move on because you just be dumb on the internet. <laughs> <clears throat> Next, uh, a story close and dear to your heart, I'm sure. Lesbian 
a lesbian, excuse me, a lesbian teen is suing uh, DC Burger King for anti-gay harassment. Oh, bitch, what? <laughs> now, I'd be knowing the headlines, but I don't know this one. D- Let me look up DC Burger King. Well, you should know this headline because this headline is, before you say too much, don't say too much. I'm finna Google it. I'm Googling. This headline is right next door to you. Don't you know that the the Tinley Town Chick-fil-A was in the news? And I'm like, I pay too much money in fucking rent to be over here with the white people for uh, for the, the Chick-fil-A to be in the news. They had a goddamn Burger King in the news. Sorry to break your heart, but... the Burger- I, mean, I gotta move. <laughs> I, gotta, I thought I lived in a classy, established neighborhood. After this story, I'm gonna tell you right now to put your 30-day notice <laughs> What is going on? <laughs> A lesbian teen in Washington D.C. has filed a uh, anti an anti gay discrimination complaint against that Burger King on Connecticut Avenue. I don't have to tell you where it it's is. It's a at. big long street, so mm, it's, that's the only Burger King you, on it. Actually, hello, you give it away my address. Move along. Uh, so I thought that this story was important because I know who this girl is, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, I know who she is. Uh, her name is Ingrid. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a Latina. A lesbian worker at Burger King. Um, she did not want to give her last name because she don't oh, want y'all. She gr- works there. Yeah, I thought maybe they were just being mean to somebody. No, here. that's what I'm saying. I know her because I wouldn't know her if I didn't go to. I, she uh, okay, she works. She was the cashier. Press, okay, I gotta press some more buttons. I'm still pressing buttons. Okay. Ingrid is the cashier at this Burger King that uh, both of us go to. We've been to before. <laughs> okay. Uh, and she's nice. She does her job well. As far as I know, as far as I can tell, I always get my things when I ask for them, and she always uh, gives me the correct change and is polite. So I think that's all that I want from a Burger King employee. Yeah. Um, but she is alleging that her manager has repeatedly uh, harassed her because of her sexual orientation. Um, she said that um, her manager began to harass her by making inappropriate comments about her protected class. Um, and her as a lesbian, uh, would mean that she is a protected class is what she's talking about. She says, I work as a cashier and every time a female customer approached me to place an order, she would come from behind and whisper in my ear. Do you like that woman? (laughs) (laughs) Knowing that she's a lesbian. So I'm at work What do you mean do I like that woman I'm at work She's buying a burger from Burger King I don't care Do she got $5.99 That's what I care about Do she got $5.99 Here's her receipt Here's her burger Move on. So this manager was way out of line with that Number one Uh Um, And Then her manager Claimed that she was falling in love with a female coworker, um, and Ingrid said she made me feel like just because I'm a lesbian, I can't talk to girls because you know my manager feels like if I'm talking to girls, I must be in love with them or I must be dating them. So she, Ingrid was in this very homophobic environment at Burger King at work, where she just came to just work. And be a cashier. Um, she complained on multiple occasions and continued to work, even though this manager and I have a feeling that it's the white manager. 
Do you, do you remember who that white manager <laughs> um, boy was? I'm both. I'm listening. I don't have no commentary right now. All right. I'm still uh, reading as you're talking, so I'm still developing my. All right. Uh, so she complained to the manager. Uh, and the manager, the the general manager. And again, no action was taken and the harassment continued, um, as she said. So, uh, the last, the last straw in the, the issues with Ingrid and Burger King was this manager asked her who was the man in her relationship with her girlfriend. Cause she found out that Ingrid has a girlfriend. And that's why Ingrid don't give a fuck about these bitches at the restaurant. Oh because I got a girlfriend at home. I'm just trying to make a check. I'm trying to go home. If I take a number two home to my girlfriend, yeah. cool. That's it. That's all. Ingrid didn't give a fuck about nothing going on here. Her manager was trying to like gaslight and um, microaggress her into all of these different situations to, I guess, introspectively figure out what he could figure out about lesbianism. Uh-huh. And so now he finds out that Ingrid has a girlfriend and it was like, well, who's the man in that relationship? Sweetheart. Huh? It's a lesbian relationship. <laughs> ain't no man. The whole point of this being a lesbian relationship is ain't no man. There is no man. And so that's just a, another typical heterosexual norm of Trying to equate heterosexual and heteronormative relationships to things that are not heterosexual or heteronormative. So, um, Ingrid, I fully support you. I hope you get all the money that you can get out of Burger King. I hope you get uh, all the things you and your girlfriend deserve. I... uh, This is going on around my... This is going on around... Next door. In the community. This is in the community. I just thought we was more of a community than this. Apparently not. Okay. I'm still in shock. Uh, of course, ten toes down, like Zaya's brother said, I'm with you. Uh, I, I want to see you smile uh, angry, but girl, what is going on on the order? I feel like a uh, vagina power mom. She said, I know now. <laughs> she said they like mom I ain't even let you talk she said I know now I gotta stay prayed up out here so well last but not least um hashtag execute Ed Buck Ed Buck is still in jail uh for killing two black gay men no one is talking about it except us here uh I've been looking for updates I don't I I have not found any either and I'm afraid of that because when things get quiet and other things start going on then people start getting out of jail for free and Trump and nobody no and no one will talk about it mm-hmm. and then they will be back up to their same circumstances. It's so funny to me that we have a parole system that watches minorities when they get out of jail to make sure that they don't repeat offenses that they did before they were incarcerated. But when people that aren't minorities, I won't even say what they are. I'm just going to say people that aren't minorities. What she said, the people started calling me a white woman. <laughs> mm. Mm. People started calling me a white woman, but you are a white woman. And she knew to be offended by that. <laughs> uh, what was her name? 
Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum, Dance with America's Got Talent. They are after Gabrielle Union's neck. And you know who's going to win? Justice. Mm. <laughs> okay, so. I was going to say <laughs> Journey Smollett. <laughs> anyway. um, <laughs> Woo! It's funny to me that if he gets out of prison, there will not be as much coverage. We'll obviously be covering it because we own that as like white rice here. Um, but I want to stay on him and I want his, his name to still be in our, um, shows and in our mentions and in our words and our, aff- not affirmations because anybody affirming that, but well, we are confirming the conviction and the execution. We are affirming that. I am. Yeah, I we are. Affirming so that. we are affirming, but, um, I don't want this to go. I'm not letting this one go. I'm not. I'm not willing to let this one go because when we let this one go, someone else will be emboldened to do the same thing to other black gay men, and there are probably other predators like Ed Buck yeah. with less money doing worse things. Don't fuck with the gays. <laughs> so, uh, but no. Hashtag so, execute Ed Buck. I'm- so I saw the headline, um, Los Angeles District Attorney reverses weed convictions of 8,000, 10,000 people. So District Attorney Jackie, somebody was like, so is this the same District Attorney yep. that would not convict Ed Buck? Yep. Who is now getting all these headlines for overturning weed convictions? Yep. So let me go Google who was a District Attorney that would not convict Ed Buck. That is something I did this week. I was like, so let me go look. Maybe it was a, a different You know who's on my side? District Attorney. Kamala Harris. And so I was just looking. I was like, "No, it still says District Attorney Jackie something said that she could would not convict that book because she didn't have enough evidence and she needed this and this." But then the same District Attorney one calendar year later is trying to get all this press and recognition for all her hard work. How about you do some hard work that helps the Black gay community? Yes, we want to help the Black people um, and, and Brown people overturn their weed convictions. But this matters too. You can do two things, girl. You go to job to the job every day. You can do. This today, you could do that tomorrow, you could do that next week. But to sit up and be looking for all this praise about these weed uh, overturns and but still can't get one thing done right, what, what, what? This is somebody else's work. Do yours. Convict that book. And execute that book. Um. Really quick, social studies is quick. The first thing is um, National Margarita Day is this Saturday. That is a social studies event by itself. Y'all need to have a celebration for National Margarita Day. Y'all know we love tequila here, so Saturday, I'm sure um, things will be going down. The second thing is um, a little financial segment, the best things to buy in February and March. I know we're halfway through February. I'm late. I'm from Memphis. <laughs> so I'm late on getting started. So I get paid Friday, though. So maybe I can uh, make something happen. Yes. One <laughs> and a half week left of this month. Hey, best things to buy in February. All right. And then I added March because I knew I was late. So the next 30 days. Okay, 45 days. It's not going to be 30 more days in this month. February and March. Right. <laughs> I'm trying. Coats. The first thing is coats. Um, I had over the summer. I had added some coats. I wanted to get a, a little cute name brand coat, and then I did. You was, get one? Hey, can I finish? I'm on the first item on the list. Coats <laughs> on my Macy's.com account. 
I had added some coats, but of course, all the coats I wanted were like three hundred twenty-five dollars, two hundred eighty-nine dollars. And you know what's on sale this week? I got a lot of notifications from my Macy's.com account. Coats now eighty-nine dollars. I was like, oh, oh, Tommy Hilfiger wanted my eighty-nine dollars, but Tommy Hilfiger also wanted my two hundred eighty-nine dollars. They also know about global global warming. <laughs> the game like, is on Tommy Hilfiger and Kenneth Cole, because I ain't buying no coat now. It's February, March coming around. I do need to buy a coat, so I'm gonna need a coat for next winter. So that's why you buy a coat when they're on sale. Best things to buy in February is coats because spring clothes are about to come out. So of course they got to get rid of all the coats, please. And just um, winter clothes in general, I put winter clothes in general. Most stores will be having their winter clearance right now because, you know, we've got to get the spring and summer clothes out here. So um, I was on Express.com. I know Express is going to be having a really good sale probably next week. It'll probably be better markdowns, but all the good stuff will be gone. But I know Express is having a sale right now. I went to Zara.com. I don't really use Zara like that, and so I couldn't understand the prices. So I'm like, it's still $89. I don't know if this is a sale or if this was it originally $129. I couldn't tell. But um, stores are having their winter clearance right now. So get get all your winter clothes and just put them in the closet with the rest of the shit you ain't wearing. Um, the next thing on the list is furniture, mattresses, and home needs. JCPenney.com right now on their homepage has up to 80% off blankets and sheets and towels and curtains and just anything you need for the house. JCPenney has like go to jcp.com right now. You can find, go to the mall, buy your house and or order online. Cause they have different prices online. that are not valid in store. I found that out the hard way. I'm trying to buy some work shirts. Like, but the website, they're like, but the website have different prices. Fuck y'all too. Um, jcpenney.com. And of course, I was on Ashley Furniture, um, and they're still having their President's Day sale. It goes through, like, two twenty five. So, like, if you're looking for, like, a dining room set, a couch, of course, those things are always on sale, depending on where, which your uh, Ethan Allen ain't always running a sale. But a lot of furniture stores have President's Day sales, and a lot of those have been extended through the end of February. Um, and also the last thing for, for February is, um, Valentine's Day jewelry in a lot of the big box stores, Target, Macy's, if they're still a Sears, Lord knows, um, will immediately started discounting their Valentine's Day stuff because they don't have to put that back on the shelf until next February. Now, if you go to a, um, K Jewelers, it might still not be on sale because they always selling shit with hearts on it. But big box stores are eager to get rid of their Valentine's Day jewelry and just tell Bay it was late. Like everything else in your relationship. Um not mine. <laughs> things to buy in March. Luggage will go on sale according to cheapism.com. Um summer travel is about to get um hot and heavy. So retailers are eager to get rid of last year's models of like l- luggage and things that you need to travel with. But also Summer travel goes on sale. It's a great time to start planning their cruise or their vacation. According to U.S. News and World Report, um, it says expect deals from Southwest Airlines, Carnival Cruises, and Disney Resorts. Of course, that the airlines want you to pay in advance and know that within the next six months that you will be actually doing that travel. And you know what six months from March is? September the 30th. So they definitely want to want you to buy now and take your trip within the next six months. And so that way you get your trip and they get their going. 
So buy you some luggage, take you a trip. That's going to be good for March. And that um, is this week's um, fierce financial tips for things to buy in February and March. Good. That was so, okay. Um, Look, we gotta we're gays out here. We gotta be good with our money. Okay, that's good. So then that way we have more money to spend for pride if we get our house in order. All right. Um. So in sexual health this week, uh, if you have all of your travel in order, as Ronald Matters has just told you, to get all of your things in order. Your house. Uh, I'm going to help you get your booty in order. Here we go. Yeah. Because if you're traveling, you want your booty to be in order. <laughs> in that order. Um, so one of the topics I, I wanted to talk about that we have not talked about before, because we have talked about a lot of booty topics on this podcast. And it's uh, not just me. If you want to rewind, rewind a hundred and booty on the table. Forty something episodes. There's plenty of booty to talk about. Uh this one thing that we haven't talked about. So can hemorrhoids can having hemorrhoids stop you from having anal sex? Ooh. Uh this sounds like a yes. It's a, it's gonna hurt, right? If you got bumps down there and he tried oh, to... Oh, plenty of people. You don't think people have sex with bumps? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Don't, uh, this is not my category. <laughs> so people are doing it? Of course. Oh, so the answer is no? I don't know. It's, we need to listen to here for a podcast. Do we? <laughs> we need to host it first, but... Okay. Uh, So... One, uh, hem- well, I'll just generally say what hemorrhoids are. Hemorrhoids are um, veins that have been been um, overdilated and saturated with blood and become uh, larger um, bumps or cysts inside or outside of the anus, um, outside the sphincter. So people generally uh, believe and know about hemorrhoids because of um, the visible hemorrhoids, but hemorrhoids can be internal and external. And I'm going to go over the the different types of hemorrhoids um, here in a minute. Um, but when you're having a flare-up, a flare-up meaning the hemorrhoids are uh, irritated or inflamed, then yeah, having sex with hemorrhoids is going to be painful or impossible because it hurts. It would hurt a lot. It would cause a lot of pain because, uh, in, inside these, um, hemorrhoids is a lot of blood and a lot of nerve connectings. So when you think about how good, uh, anal sex feels, the nerve endings play a part in that of why, why it feels so good. The same nerve endings are attached to hemorrhoids and that nerve ending is saying, ooh, uh, it hurts. It itches, it burns, uh what's up? Uh, it throbs. All of those things are people are, are symptoms that people say when their hemorrhoids are being Aggressive. bothered. Yeah, Ooh. bothered. And it doesn't even have to just be sex, because it could just be have a, a Tuesday. Yeah, it could just be a bowel movement. Oh. Bowel movements will irritate a hemorrhoid. Um, sitting a certain type of way or sitting for long periods of time can irritate hemorrhoids. Uh, 
Um, so hemorrhoids, I think a lot of people in the gay community also think that <clears throat> you get hemorrhoids because you've had a lot of, of anal sex or, or too much. Fisting. Or uh, I'm going to get there here in a minute. Um, but hemorrhoids can be caused by a poor diet um, or bad genetics. Because, you know, if your mama or your daddy had hemorrhoids before and you got them now, it's a possibility. How do I ask my mama if she had hemorrhoids? Well, you can't ask. Well, I know. But how do I ask? How do you, you ask your parent? You how do you ask your? How do you ask a parent if they had hemorrhoids? My mama has hemorrhoids. Mama, she, my mama hemorrhoids. was very vocal about oh. telling us that she had hemorrhoids. Okay. So thankfully, she that, to me she just confessed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, well, it okay. wasn't confession because she was like, "Girl," she didn't say "girl." <laughs> she child. said something. Yeah, basically, child. Ooh, huh? Uh, give me an ice, uh, an ice pack, and mama, we sit on the ice pack. She would tell us. She would tell us that it was hemorrhoids. So okay, it can be genetic. Um, it can be from a poor diet. If you have a, a bad diet where um, you're not eating enough vegetables, drinking enough water, or things like that, please, uh, y'all. Yeah, hemorrhoids can form. Um, and definitely, if you're straining when um, pooping, that can also form hemorrhoids. So it's not just people that have a lot of anal sex. Or abuse a uh, or do, cavity. Right. Um, <clears throat> there are four types of hemorrhoids. The four types of hemorrhoids are internal, external, prolapsed, and thrombosed. Um, we've already been talking about external hemorrhoids. External hemorrhoids are obviously the ones that are outside the sphincter that you can see. Um, they typically appear to look like bumps, but they're not bumps. They're coming from... Their veins coming from the inside that have been inflamed. Uh, so that's what external hemorrhoids really are. They can be big, they can be small, they can go in and they can go out. And so What's that's the thrombost. Well, well let, okay. me, let me get down the list. Uh, and that's the difference between external and internal because internal hemorrhoids are literally the same thing, but they're just inside uh, the rectum, they don't come out of the sphincter. They really look the same. They act the same. They itch the same. They have the same pain. They have the same itch. All of the same characteristics, but when you look at the sphincter on the outside, you just don't see them. You got to be on the inside of it to see them. Uh, but the person that has them feels them regardless. During sex, during fleeting, during shitting, all of those different things, those are internal hemorrhoids. Prolapsed hemorrhoids. So... This means that when you get the rosebud, rosebud effect of um, the ass just being overly worked. I thought that meant like he was just a slut, but I was... I'm, I'm not. We're not slut shaming here. I'm not slut shaming because you can look... be prolapsed without having a lot of sex. You can just okay. you can be prolapsed at home. Okay, by well, yourself. Educate, educate me. Thank you. I need it. That's why I listen to here for a podcast. You can prolapse yourself at home. Oh, uh-huh. you don't need no dick for that. Nope. You got a hand and and some dildos and things. You can prolapse yourself at home. So anyway, prolapse hemorrhoids would mean. Uh, the exaggeration of the external hemorrhoids. Mm-hmm. And so ex- 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 instead of um, them being um, small postules or small bumps, 
they're a part of the anal canal when it prolapses and extends outward more outwardly than it typically should or would. And again, if you need to go look at images of Ooh. what prolapse looks like, Ooh. go look at what prolapse looks like. Turn and your filter off because Google go try to protect you. You're like, no, I want to see this. <laughs> yeah, go look at what prolapse looks like. And one of those so rings, you know, one of those it. rings of the rosebud is a hemorrhoid that has been prolapsed because they are prolapsed already because of the... What does things. prolapse mean? Prolapse. Let me Google that. I like where... But you keep talking. I'm just doing this for me. Um. So, in that ring of rose <laughs> that you see when people are prolapsed, also called a rosebud, will be and can be the hemorrhoids. Um, so, again, that's what prolapse, the, the prolapsed hemorrhoid would be. Uh, last is thrombosed, meaning um, there is a thickness in the vein, like it's hardened, and um, it's stopping blood flow. Uh, again, like I was saying at the beginning, a hemorrhoid really is just an inflamed vein. And now if you've had something hard in that vein or because um, you have hypertension and you know, you got a whole bunch of fat flowing around in your veins. <clears throat> it's got stuck in this vein and has now made it hard. That's thrombosis, which means uh, your hemorrhoid is now um, thrombotic, meaning it's very hard. So hemorrhoids tend to, if if you touch it from the outside looking in, like it's not my hemorrhoid, I'm touching your hemorrhoid. It feels soft because it's just a vein filled with blood. Mm-hmm. Thrombotic means it feels hard. It feels like there's a rock in there. Mm. It's very thick. So not only do um, you have a hemorrhoid, you now have a hemorrhoid that is hard, like actual rocks from outside, cement inside these veins. So it's not only hard to you when you sit down, hard to somebody else if they fucking you, it feels like a rock in in the sphincter, so that's okay. Thrombos, thrombos. Um, hemorrhoids are not uh, uncommon. At least three of every four adults will get them at one point in their life. Uh, so again, that's why we should talk about them because it's inevitable for a lot of people. Um. But see your doctor and make sure you are under medical care if you do have hemorrhoids and have sex cautiously because you do not want to erupt your hemorrhoids if you do. Because it is a blood vein. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, What you can do if you do have hemorrhoids is wash them gently if you have them externally or thrombosed or prolapsed. I'm not judging. Uh, wash them gently and warmly with warm water um, and have cautious sex. So no slamming, no um, creaming. Well, yeah. Please stop that. Well, creaming happens in vaginas. I don't know what's wrong with gay people talking about, ooh, creaming is new. No, <laughs> it's not. Back to hemorrhoids. <laughs> Okay. I'm, oh, oh, we'll, we'll do creaming. We'll do creaming on sexual history. It's sexual history. That's 
sexual health next week, then. Okay. Since I guess we got to go back down that road. The wrong road. <laughs> Hemorrhoids. <laughs> sexual health. I'm done. <sighs> so, okay, question. So, can hemorrhoids pass? I know it's a, so it's a clogged vein. But, like, if I sit in enough, you know, the bottles of taking a vinegar bath. If I take a warm vinegar bath, what about... Or Epsom salt. Hemorrhoids pass, and I can be... Not have to have... What are some non-surgery? Because I know surgery. But are there non-surgical options for me if I get that? Well, again, like I said, one, the first thing is is the diet. So, making sure that you have a complete, balanced diet is the first thing. Um, And a complete, balanced diet would mean that you are... um, Using the bathroom like you should and it's not painful or mm-hmm. um, when you do use the bathroom, it's like, oh, I haven't went in a week. And so this is going to be an event or stressful. Mm-hmm. Those things will cause hemorrhoids. But what am so I So if you have a balance. Di- okay. Oh. Well, you, there the is diet. surgical. No. Wait, okay. So diet and water. Not being uh, annoying to your butthole. Okay, so that no helps. sex, maybe. Yeah, if you already... If, if then you it already causes have, inflammation, then don't do yeah. sex, okay. <clears throat> For now. It doesn't mean you can't never have sex, uh-huh. but if they're inflamed, why would you be having sex and your hemorrhoids are inflamed? Because he said I was beautiful. <laughs> Suck his dick, then. <laughs> there are options. Suck his dick, You got more options? <laughs> um, there are surgical options to uh, cut hemorrhoids off, obviously cauterize the hemorrhoids. That's six to eight uh, weeks of recovery. It is a lot. Of, it is a lot to deal with because you're gonna be on bed rest for a lot. It's not like a, it's not a day surgery type of thing. You are gonna be on bed rest because they're cutting veins, cauterizing the veins of something that you're using still. Like you still got a shit out of there. Oh. And so even if they cut cut it and cauterize it. You still got a shit out of there, and you got to hope to not infect it by shit. That's a long story. Um, talk to your doctor. Yes, please talk to your doctor. If we you are think giving so. colorful commentary, and we using our re- our experience in our research, but please. Well, I ain't got no experience in it. I just know about it. <laughs> I went well, to school. Your experience as a nurse, you know, you've dealt with patients who've had hemorrhoids. I'm yeah, sure. but I was, I was like, don't put me out there like I got <laughs> Don't put me because you clear the way There's nothing like, wrong with having oh, hemorrhoids. No, no. I'm just saying that that's not my experience. I just thought that it was no, important in sexual no. health for us to talk about it because it's a lot of people's experience. A, a lot of people's experience. Again, like like I said earlier. Yeah. Um, What was the statistic? Uh, One in four will get it. In their lifetime. Yeah. In, in their lifetime at some point. And it doesn't mean you're going to get it or have hemorrhoids right now or because you're a bottom. Tops can have hemorrhoids. You don't actually have to actually be being the fucked in, in, fucked the, in the butt to get hemorrhoids. You can everyone can get hemorrhoids. Oh my god. That is this week in sexual health. Um if you got hemorrhoids, shout out to you. Uh if you don't got hemorrhoids, more power to you and um let's hope that you can maintain your booty hole so you won't get them. David, happy birthday. I forgot to give you a shout out earlier, our um, patron subscriber. Um, the Songs for Our Souls is next. Mm-hmm. Rihanna's birthday is February the 20th. And then I said, like, oh, when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, the, the first song that came to mind is The Only Girl in the World. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the Loud Album era where she had um, Raining Men with Nicki Minaj and she had Oh Nah Nah, What's My Name featuring 
um, that boy. And then she had California King Bed, and she had S&M. When I think of Rihanna, I really think of, like, that album. I really love that album. And, of course, Rated R made her household name. But, um, so, shout out to Rihanna's birthday and only girl in the world. Somebody make her feel like she the only girl in the world. Like, she the only woman you'll ever love. Can we put that on the rating reception um, playlist? Have y'all heard of DJ yet? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make oh, a special request. Oh, the reception. Request. Okay, I was gonna say. I'm it. gonna make a special. I'm about putting that like that's not a wedding song. Yeah, yeah, down to the reception. So I'm gonna tell the DJ this going on the wedding reception playlist. Okay. Only girl in the world. Shout out to Rihanna. Happy birthday, Riri. And give us a R nine bitch, but you know that goes without saying. So. Where is my speaker actually? <laughs> um. Oh no, because I'm down because I love that album. Yeah, I'm, that was a really good album. Rihanna was in her thing on that thing. Rihanna was trying to get out this contract. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, and she did. Um, the song for my soul, speaking of wedding, um, is a classic from 1981 uh, from a uh, gay icon. And sometimes I feel like I know my generation is never going to forget him, but I feel like the generation after me is like, oh, yeah, him. Cool. And um, I don't want him to be forgotten. And so if I can say his name 10 times this week, I'm going to say his name 10 10 times this week because I feel like the next generation is forgetting him, unfortunately. A room is still a room. Even when there is nothing there but gloom. But a room is not a house, and a house is not a home, when the two of us are far apart, and one of us has a broken heart. Now and then, I call your name, and suddenly your face appears, but it's just a crazy game. When it ends, it ends in tears. Pretty little darling, have a heart. Don't let one mistake keep us apart. I'm not meant to live alone. Turn this house into a home. This house is not a home. Should be a classic for as long as music is ever played. Anywhere. At any time. By anyone. Anyone can remake it. Anyone can sing it. Anyone can celebrate it. But this gay icon, Luther motherfucking Vandross, did that. Listen to when he says, still in love with me. You should get your life. It's a song for my soul this week. House is not a home, Luther Vandross. What's next for us um, here for it? Yes. Okay. So, uh, one of y'all had um, linked us or tweeted us or something about Sarah McCain not wanting to do the um, Black History Month segment down to the view. And she said, no. I skipped that on purpose. She said, no, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. Her excuse was there's not enough time to give a black person a shout out. Meanwhile, um, what's her name? The moderator of that day. Whoopi, oh, Joy Behar. Joy Behar was like, no, there is time. I'm the moderator. I get, I, I sit up here on this side with the teleprompter, and I decide when we go to commercial, and I decide 
I'm telling you, do the damn Black History Month shout out. And I was going to pass it. Okay, so we're going to pass it. <sighs> but y'all know she get on my nerves. Anyway, so um, what I am here for this week is um, back in 2017, the state of Texas passed some seemingly anti-LGBT laws. So shortly after, the very democratic um, state of California banned state employees using taxpayer dollars to make trips to Texas. They, that's usually what happens when you pay some anti-gay stuff. You know, the people say like, well, let's not spend our money there. Mm-hmm. But now, Texas <clears throat> is suing the state of California um, because they said, this is unfair. <laughs> and I just want to say that like, I'm here for it, California, because definitely it always works. When you stop spending your money somewhere... The girls always want to come back and sit down and have a meeting, a chit chat, a let's talk about this. Or what about chit chat in my way? <laughs> Where did this go wrong? And um, so, shout out to the state of California. And I, w- I'm surprised there were no other states who also had made the same decision as California did too. I don't know what the laws were in Texas, but I hope they do get to sit down and talk about it because I'm sure they miss Nick, their good old green. So now Texas is like, no, let's talk about this. And I'm absolutely here for that. So shout out to the state of California this one time about this one thing. Yikes. Because I'm sure in the history of a whole state, they've done some bad things. But this one, I'm here for it. Texas is still the great state. Here we go. It still is. Uh, there's horrible <laughs> things about Texas. And I lived there for so long. Trust me, I know all of the horrible things. But Texas is just... It is fun. It's amazing. Uh, shout out to Dallas. Shout out to Houston. Shout out to San Antonio. Everything else, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, they didn't have a pride, so you didn't go. Mm. Uh, San Antonio didn't have a pride, but I did my clinicals there. So, can I throw shade in peace? <laughs> sure. Like, no, that's where I developed a career. So. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, this week, um, I am not here for uh, the exit of Romp Him. Uh, if you are a longtime listener of this show, you know that we uh, have been supporters of Romp Him. Um, those are the rompers that took social media and many countries by storm by saying, yes, I as a man too can be flowy and functional. Okay. I don't have to wear underwear and I can just put on a, a little singlet onesie and go out to brunch. Those rompers that we talked about we're losing. Romp him has announced that uh they're closing down. Uh they said goodbye from the founders, Romp Squad, it has been an amazing run, but the time has come to close the doors of on Romp Him. Before we go, we wanted we each wanted to share a little something about what made this journey so 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 special for us. Our stories are below, but the uh, Tumblr is that we did it all for you. I don't know what that meant. Uh, so thank you for everything. So thank you to Romp Him because. Those rompers was a thing. Like when people start making um, gifts about 2019 or 2018, 
rompers are going to be a part of it because rompers was a thing for a long time. And um, I don't know what we're going to do spring 2020 without rompers, but I'm absolutely not here for them going away. I, I hope that we get some more rompers from somebody else. Oh, I'm sitting here reading the CNN. I'm like, it's not real. It's not real. It's real. <laughs> and then I went to rumphim.com and they got everything marked that sold out. So they're keeping the site up for a little while. Wow. R.I.P. Rumphim. Yeah. I'm like, it's not real. It can't be real. It's real. It's real. <laughs> um, the other thing that I've, I've missed um, uh, since I, uh, I did my song for my soul for Luther, I... Forgot to say that the other song for my soul was Seance by Iman Shumpert because I like the song. The video and the visuals, I expected. You know, it's Iman. You know, I already stand for Iman. And Tiana Taylor directed it herself. So, of course, she was going to be like, nigga, take your clothes off. <laughs> Get up there and spin. <laughs> Get Again. up there and spin. Take Emote. <laughs> Put gold paint on. What would Junie say about this if her father was look, looking half-ass on camera? Take so, 29. So, Seance is also the song for my soul. And I'm also here for Seance as well. If you don't know what Seance is, go look it up right now. Uh, now we have come to our favorite part of the episode. It is our last call. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with this show, our last call is where we take a shot to our last subject. Um, sometimes our most important subject. Uh, if you are at work, please do not take a shot of alcohol. Please drink water or coffee. If you are not at work, pour yourself a shot of whatever you have locally. Whiskey. Wine, gin. Yeah. National Wine Everclear. Day is today while we're recording. But, but we're going to have tequila. Dana Vivian White tweeted today. Oh, you stole that from me. Oh. That was going to be my last call, but go ahead. He had tweeted, um, queer and trans folks making a difference also live outside of NYC in LA. And when that popped up on my timeline, one of my problematic faves, another one of my problematic faves, love Dana Vivian White. Um, I resonated with that because I definitely was looking to move from Memphis to New York City. And a lot of people say, girl, you can get things done. You do not have to go to New York City. Um, This person sitting across from me being one of those. But I was like, but no, I got to move to New York so I can make a name for myself. I want to be a woman. I I don't want to be a girl anymore. I want to be a woman. And so when uh, Dana Vivian White tweeted that, I related to that so, so much, Um, especially given my own journey that I almost moved to um, New York City. So shout out to Dana Vivian White. I call it truth to power. There are great people in other cities, and that is where it matters most. With somebody's over in Iowa doing for the LGBT community, while all these presidential candidates out here caucusing and kayaking and doing all whatever the fuck they doing, come down here to the LGBT center. Because this girl's out here in damn Kansas, the state, and Kansas City over in Missouri. There are people over there doing great things as well. And they don't live in L.A. or New York City. But they are doing everything that they can to make sure that the people within a 200-mile radius of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, get connected to care and get their medication. So shout out to everybody in all these little small cities with less than a million um, 
population doing what they need to do for their immediate communities because we need you. Everybody can't live in New York City. It's already 8 million people living there. Ugh. <laughs> so, that's my last call. The ghetto. <laughs> um, so, I think the other, the, the other piece of what uh, he was trying to highlight, shout out to Dana White again. What they were trying to highlight. <clears throat> Um, I know that I they, just, I just realized that after I finished my whole segment, I'm like, shit, I still misgendered him. I feel so bad. Okay. What Dana was saying was, um, that New York and LA are not the most important, um, uh, because in New York and LA and even in DC, these messages aren't uncommon. Like people talking about the things that we talk about on this podcast, talk about them all the time. Mm-hmm. The places that they're not talked about is in a Nashville, little boosty neighborhood in Orlando, uh, in Wichita, where it is. Also Kansas. Oh, <laughs> uh, in Tulsa, uh, in Waco, in, um, I don't know nothing in South Dakota or North Dakota. Okay, what's, what's come on, there? come on. What's the capital? Those what's the places capital? we took social studies. I did, but I forgot those things. <laughs> um, so what he was talking about was these population centers. Mm-hmm. They're echo chambers. Echo chamber. Oh, that was that was a, a combination word, but it was a word. No, that's a, it's a real term. Echo chamber. Yes, I know. Um. We all can talk to each other and, and recognize what we believe in, how we believe in what we think. Can we grow the movement other places and teach and bring other people into the fold With is us. the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, because we got people, we got other LGBT people that don't even believe in LGBT rights. Oh, can't say that. <laughs> more work to be done <laughs> that's what that's, that's what it was it's about we got more work to do because more we don't be got done. work to do here in new york yeah we, we don't got work to do in la we yeah. don't got work to do in dc we got work to do in wichita yeah we had to go over and talk to them pe- people about hey you are a part of the Florida. community y'all over here kissing you're part of the community don't you want to vote for your own interest in favor of your community expand medicaid we out here talking about Medicare for all. We need to expand Medicaid in a lot of these states. Another topic for another day. My last call <laughs> is to uh, the one, the only, the the beautiful. I can't wait to see you again on Pose. Haley Sahar. Um, she is in Playboy this week. Uh, if you don't know who Haley Sahar is, Haley Sahar is House of Ferocity. House of Ferocity <laughs> mother, overall mother. <laughs> Uh, and she is overall mother now because R.I.P. Candy. Yeah, because R.I.P. Candy. Damn, that that shouldn't have been funny. <laughs> I feel bit, I feel more guilty for the laugh, and then I'm like, but it's funny. <laughs> it's not funny. So before, so before Candy died, it was two mothers. Yeah. Then Candy died against spoiler alert. If you don't know what I'm talking about, on both. If, sorry. Hulu, catch up. Uh, then when Candy died. It was just Angel. Angel yeah. was the the only mother of ferocity. And as we go into the next season of Pose, we're going to see how that goes. So, uh, the point is, huh. Haley is in Playboy. 
Yeah. Uh, she's not the first transgender woman in Playboy, obviously, uh, but she's the most recent, and that's why she's my last call. Um, she is talking about the meaning of womanhood in her uh, column in Playboy. It is a very tasteful and beautiful uh, photo, photo shoot. shoot. Uh, she does not have genitalia out. Regardless of what anyone thinks or what it looks like, mm-hmm. uh, but it's beautiful pictures. Um, <clears throat> uh, Haley says, "I've always known that I was a girl. I don't see myself as a trans woman, but I see myself as a woman who happens to have trans experiences. That is only based on society's perception of me." And I think that's important because, um. People often hold on to the tagline of transness, but if you are a woman, you're just a woman. The only people that are looking for the label of trans are the people who aren't, and they're trying to put you in a box. Everyone else should just be like, oh, are you a man or a woman? Or are you non-binary? If you're a woman, you're a woman. Because no one asks a man, well, were you born a man? I don't know. Let me see your penis. No one asks a man that. No one. And so um, I applaud her for standing up in this interview. I applaud her for doing Playboy and being bold, being expressive, and being um, a representative of the community. So I'm absolutely here for it. She is my last call. That is this week's episode of Here For It Podcast. Follow the show online at Here For It Pod on all social media. Of course, hereforitpod.com, hereforitshop.com if you're interested in merch. I'm trying to make some shot glasses happen, but um, child, the people like, girl, we're not going to break these glasses and ship and then y'all be asking us for refunds. And I'm like, girl, I'm with you, but still, I want to do shot glasses online. Help me do it. So, um, hereforitshop.com for merch. I'm here for it live.com. We are trying to get to Atlanta. If anybody got a sugar daddy, I keep telling y'all. We might end up somewhere else first because y'all are slow poking. Um, and my name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N. Yeah. Uh, AKA Purple Rain. Take your Truvada or your Discovery or whatever you got to take. The revolution will be televised. Bye.